Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Okay, it's recording. Well, what up, high fivers? Um, it's uh, that's all I got. Hey, <laughs> high fivers! It's your boy, high five, Tom. Um, I've got my very good friend, uh, Mister Too Slow Will here. Um, but I think uh, Will's demonstrating that I'm the one that's too slow this week. But uh, Will, how are you this week, my friend? Doing all right, Tom. How about yourself? How is it going? Good old Milwaukee. Good. Uh, it's definitely spring is starting to show up, but of course it's supposed to snow on Friday again. So, uh, things are busy. I don't know the wife's got a, a mysterious date plan for me tomorrow. I don't, well, actually it'll be Ooh. a couple days after this drops. Um, I thought I knew what it was, um, but I don't. And I even tried to be sneaky and figure it out, but she still has me baffled. But we are going to our favorite restaurant. Um, and when you and Brittany come to visit, we will take you to said restaurant. Wait, do you like German food? Can't say I've had a whole lot of German food, Tom. So, are you willing to try German food? As long as German food is willing to have me. Okay. Um, well, listen, my, the last friend that came to Milwaukee, and not Mr. David Henry Barther, our future guest, uh, our, our next guest coming up. Um, didn't like German food, which is ironic because his last name was German. So that was kind of funny. So, but he said he got food poisoning from German food. So I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to Mater's. Our, our, it's our, that is the first restaurant that Faith and I ate together in Wisconsin. Very nice. I'm a, uh, my favorite local restaurant, one of them actually, uh, I found out closed permanently. That sucks. Aww. I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, I'm in the plaza. I'm like, I'll stop in, like, like look at the ones I pull in. I was pulling into somewhere else in the same plaza, and I saw there was a bunch of, like, paper up on, like, the windows. And I'm like, oh, no. And it's, like, gone, gone. Like, inside's gutted out. Like, it's – so it's, like, this must have happened a while ago. And I just – because of the hours that were open or whatever, I didn't – I wasn't ordering that much. So I just never noticed. So it's like, oh, damn, that sucks. But favorite taco joint in town is still going strong, so that's good. Um, I wore my uh, my Super Lucha Cat shirt in there the other day. They said they liked it because at this point, I just keep wearing wrestling shirts in and have them say, "You know, what? I like that shirt." And say thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, because you've had a good haul with books and comic books. I didn't. I didn't get anything like. Because Wednesdays are always like new comic book days, so I didn't get anything that was like brand new. Yeah, a couple of things that have come out in like the last couple months, and I a uh, couple of things that I wanted that I were on the clearance shelf. So I got uh, a book called The Passageway which is part of an expanded horror universe from uh, the writing team behind a series called Gideon Falls. Okay. Um, they have another, there's another series after this one. And then a new one called tenement. That's going to be coming out soon that I'll wait until I can just get like the trade collected. So I'll have them all as trades. Hmm. Um, 
Got a copy of Batman Death of the Family hardcover for four bucks. Wow. That's I mean, 75% off cover price. So. Yeah, it's uh now is Got I, a, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Tom. Um I don't know if it's just because I'm more aware, but is there more influx of uh, of comic books and you know that things like with all the success with the MCU movies and everything, are there more people getting their work out there, or is it just more that I hang out with people that are aware of this stuff? I think it's column A and column B. I think the push for major film adaptations has helped, and it's definitely helped spawn. You know, it's helped spawn interest. And I say spawn because I mean, like you can go to a comic book store and there's like. I mean, Spawn's been getting cranked out since 1993 or whatever. I mean, there's, like, so many different, like, offshoot series now. Yeah. Um, and, like, Batman. There's so many Batman titles running right now. Like, it's ridiculous. You can just look at the DC release list, and it's like, Batman, 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 Batman and the Joker, Batman and Robin, Batman and Friends, Batman, 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 Batman. <laughs> I did not get any Batman today. Actually, that's not true. I got I got the Death of the Family hardcover. Yeah, and I meant to pick up the the Batman Spawn one shot because I was at one place. And I'm like, oh well, they'll probably have this at this other place. I've got to go to pick up my order, so I'll just grab it there. And they didn't have it there. I'm like, well, let's grab it next time. And you have your uh, your hard copy of the of do a power bomb the the whole collector hard copy series, huh? I haven't found a trade paperback in the wild yet. I went to three places today, and none of them had copies of Dual Power Bomb. Hmm. My local comic, sh- the comic shop I usually go to that uh, I order stuff through, they have all the individual issues, but they don't have any of the trade paperbacks in stock. So I'll get one eventually. Yeah, because the bookstore I ordered from uh, my copy from, um, I'll be at tomorrow, so. They haven't called me. Hell yeah. They, I don't know if it's there or not yet. So I will, if I pick it up tomorrow, you will be uh, the second person I text. So actually, I'll so probably I got those. I got my own dad, and he'll probably even be there. Unless he pisses me off. Ooh. I mean, really. So Papa Cops. Papa Cops, yeah. Dad, not so right. Got the one shot for uh, the Book of Slaughter. Which is uh, being turned House of the Something is Killing Children being adapted into a Netflix series. Oh, that's cool. I think it's Netflix. Netflix or Showtime, one of the two. I don't remember which one. Newer, and I got a couple uh, metal themed comics. I got a one shot called Rock and Roll Hell. Hmm. It it was a fun little read, little one shot. I I mostly picked it up because I, I skimmed like the first two pages. I'm like, all right, this looks like it's going to be goofy. I'll give it a whirl. Towards the end, I feel like it's one thing where you kind of like draw like homage to something. Yeah. But the ending of it pretty much, I feel like, ripped off the ending of Murder Falcon mm. by Daniel Warren Johnson. Like, it's like, it's not shot for shot, but it's pretty close to being basically how Murder Falcon ended. Yeah. But, you know, it's cute. It's fun, whatever. And I got, uh, from AWA Publishing, they did a wrestling series called The Crimson Cage, which is like Macbeth crossed with like Deep South Wrestling. <laughs> uh, it's great. Highly recommend it. Um, 
their new miniseries called Black Tape, which the short and like kind of the, the too long didn't read version is Rockstar dies on stage, supernatural forces want to get the master tapes to his unreleased album because it holds the secret to opening the gates of hell, and his wife is trying to stop them. It is a four issue series. And for me, that's there's a couple series that I'm reading that like I'm fine with it being like longer. Like something is killing the children. I read in trades because there's so many issues and now there's so many offshoots. It's just like I just wait for it to come out and trade paperbacks and I just get those. But if I see something that says, Oh, this is gonna be like a four or like a five, and it's like I'll commit to this. I can commit to five. And I'll be happy when the story's over. And I'll be like, no, I'm satisfied. Or I'll be like, no, I wish I had more. But you don't run the risk of saying like, oh, I really wish this ended like 50 issues ago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's how Clancy's are out of order. But... I will. Yeah, face rearranging the books and I'm so OCD, hell of stuff's arranged, so I'm like, I should probably get over it. Um, yeah, it's like, I always kind of wondered, um, yeah, I haven't listened to that episode yet with, uh, was it the Comic Book Couples? Comic Book Couples Counseling Podcast. That's what it's counseling. So I have it on my my list, so it is up there. I will listen to it. I've got a couple Daniel Warren Johnson interviews that you sent me that I need to get to, so... I will, will. I just got wrapped up in the stupid goddamn suits thing. And that's the nice thing about working from home. At least I can listen to podcasts while I'm working. So, um, but yeah. And then uh, you sent me that. So, that one you sent me on Twitter, um, that was just an artist, right? The Lucha guy? Um, you, um, let me see you, you got me thinking now. I'm trying to remember. I couldn't. I, I suck at interneting. Um, this is I, what the people want to hear. They I want mean, to hear us be like, what did I, what were we talking about? What was it? Well, yeah. And I mean, and I'm all, I'm flightier than usual today. Um, They followed me too. Oh wait, no, I'm on. Shit, I'm on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup one. Look at me, Will. I'm so fancy. I have two Twitters. Ooh, look at me go. I'm still technically on the Neckbreaker and the Radioactive Metal Facebook pages. I mean, Neckbreaker doesn't do anything, but I can't interact with anything on Radioactive Metal because it only lets me comment as Radioactive Metal. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, yeah, but you said I'm like, God damn, well, you got a lot of good shit here. Sarah Del Rey, Capital Championship Wrestling Hall of Fame. I like that. Oh, that's where that went. What? From there, article. Ah! Really wondering why we have a map of Antarctica? Well, we don't have a map of Antarctica. You don't have a map. Do you need one? Is that what the surprise date is? No. 
No, but we've got a weird Peru. Um, you know, I mean, I, I get, I like to get spacey, but I got an, an old map. Um, it's not like a legit map, obviously, but from like the 1460s before Antarctica was discovered. Well, Europe, Europeans forgot that Antarctica existed. That knowledge was lost to them. So they created this map and it doesn't have Antarctica. Which is very, very funny. That goes along. The penguins would be very disappointed to hear that. Probably. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about uh, Mortal, which is the project that's not out in English yet. Yeah. So, like, right now, I don't even think there's an official, like, print version in Spanish. But that's the plan is it's going to be released in Spanish. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I told the guy, I'm like, hey, I'm down. If Even if it only comes out in Spanish, like, I'd be interested in getting my hands on a copy. Yeah, the Wrestling Lucha Libre comic. Yeah, from uh, Jose Antonio Hernandez. Jesus. Yep, okay. Yes. Working stiff. Okay. So yeah. Work, working stiff is great too. There uh that's my friend Josh Olson. I shared an interview with him recently, he just did something. Oh shit, why am I not? Uh, he's got a Oh yeah, your boy from Gimmick Press. Yes. Okay. See Jesus Antonio Hernandez, aka Porto Veritas. It's at Porto Veritas. Comic book illustrator. It's got a Lucha Libre inspired store coming out. And the, the pages he's got painted up look really nice. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, um, yeah, keep me posted. So, yeah, sorry. That, that was from a little while ago. So, I, I it wasn't but- like fresh. No, I got you. We're inundated in media and all sorts of great, great things. Which yeah. is why people have tuned in today to hear us talk about 2013 Ring of Honor television and today also the 11th anniversary show. Yeah. But before we do that, Will, which is fun. Well, I mean, the anniversary is like a couple weeks ago, but I, we're not picking this. But we should probably do our fantastic question of dishonor. I'm going to try and do this without having to sleep on the couch tonight. So, it means one of your favorite wrestlers might be in the coffee box. Well, if they, are not, if they are not a good wrestler and it doesn't stand up to the chopping block, they're not a good wrestler. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, this is from our uh, our third member of the Ring of Honor Revelry uh, of the Triumph. Third man, brother. Our uh, our very good friend uh, Brundon, uh, the Irish misfit on Twitter, and uh, I'm really distracted right now because my two cats are coming. I don't even know how to. <laughs> so Faith just set up our new bookcase, and they love it. So Smokus is like in the bookcase, like inside the books. Right, they're they're all about it. It's like, oh, this is a new place to sit. Let's go. Yeah, um, it was it was super cute. Um, sorry. Um, focus, Tom. All right, Brundon. Question of the week: What is the worst name for a wrestler you ever heard or saw in person? Um, uh, Brundon saw a guy a few months ago, and his name was Steve Believe. That's not horrible. 
horrible name, and he looked it's, like it's kind of that's kind of lame. Um, <laughs> you look like you should be selling insurance. Um, but then th- this is what led us down a rabbit hole. But uh, there's a wrestler named Din, middle initial T, Moore, uh, which turned out was the Beer City Bruiser um, in the late 2000s. And Brian's like a if I ever If I ever the chance to see him, I'm bringing a can and I'm going to have him sign it for me. I wonder what he'd do. I mean, they, him and his wife moved down to North Carolina, but I mean, he's the head trainer for Bruce City Wrestling. So, like, all, all of Faith and his friends were trained by him. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, That's funny. But, uh, yeah, Dinty Moore wrestled dysfunction at the King of Death tournament. Um, and then, Will, you've, you've had a, a funny name that uh, someone in your family mentioned. Uh, which one do you got? So, for, for my pick, I would say uh, so I'm kind of hung up on it. It's a chaotic superstar. Uh, Brad Cashew. Again, don't really, don't think it's his real name. Doesn't really play into any kind of gimmick. Just kind of it's a choice. Yeah. That was the first thing that I thought of. You know, there's another guy, I don't remember, there was a guy who wrestled under one name, then he changed his name, but like everybody still chants his old name, and then like, they like, it's like, oh wait, oops, no. <laughs> yep, I, uh, but, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. I, 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 it's a challenge, folks, because my Zoom and my camera aren't getting along. So like, I can see Tom. So I can see when Tom's getting ready to say something, but Tom can't see me. <laughs> um, and I'm and I should really be helping my wife as she's moving all these books, but she's got her by herself. Um, because it's International Women's Day, baby. It is. Inter- it is International Women's Day. <laughs> um, well, she she told me a funny story about. Shouts out to the women. Um. Yeah, because uh, one of the ones I was thinking of, uh, well, you see, yeah, so Brittany had one, which we enjoy, and we currently saw the impetus, but uh, which was the one that she had? So my spouse, who does not watch wrestling voluntarily, uh, said that when I jokingly asked her, she said, well, it's got to be hamburger. <laughs> and she's obviously referring to cheeseburger. And today she did say cheeseburger, the cheeseburger guy. Um, world famous CB. World famous CB. and But he's cheeseburger again. I do. I would like some cheeseburger merch, actually. Um, but we had a couple of local guys. And one, uh, my wife's going to be mad. I'm going to bring this up. But uh, his name was Lou Sir. No. You're- wow. Lou Sir. Um. That came out with like the spinny hat, you know, and the, the geeky. Oh no! It was so great. Uh, so was, is this like a blue pants gimmick where it's just supposed to be like here's yeah. some like fodder wrestler for you? Yeah, um, he's not wrestling any longer. Um, well, no, because he's no a um, nice enough kid. Uh, Faith bought a bunch of autographs. He's got like three of his autographs. <laughs> Um, yeah. He's very much like the underdog that you just 
is charming and you just gotta you just gotta buy the merch um, so yeah and uh he did wrestle angel armani in a anything goes backpack match which included backpacks filled with crayons and stuff like that um the other one is kind of ironic because like you said you know how people always chant like your old name uh but it was this kid tyler sunday he had a goddamn ice cream gimmick that's a bold move. Yeah. I mean, Chikara pulled it off because wasn't there was a, like, an ice cream trio with Chikara, but. Yeah, I almost, I was actually going to look You'd expect that. things like that in Chikara. Uh, <laughs> but then he went through a pretty drastic um, name change and very drastic gimmick change. He's actually one of my local favorites, even though he got hurt, because uh, now he's called Tyler Sullivan. Uh, so he could keep the, the initials. Um, but you'll never guess who we got the Sullivan name from and who we got permission to use it from. Lars Sullivan. Not Lars Sullivan. Close though. Um, yeah, Kevin Sullivan gave his blessing, and it's it's a lot different than the Tyler Sunday gimmick. Um, he bleeds a lot and he stabs people with a spike like Jimmy Jacobs. Um, Jimmy oh, Jacobs. That's um, it. Yeah, all the old fo- all the old fogies listening to this are gonna be like, "Well, I'm not interested in this fellow bleeding." Yeah, it's it's hilarious. So it's the exact opposite. So obviously, um, when he's being an asshole, it's called Tyler Sunday. You know, so um, but it's genius because he didn't even have to change his name on his tights or his initials on his tights. So there you uh, go, save money. But and listen, I don't know if this is in the other thing when when he mentioned this. I don't know. It's it was a bad name and a bad gimmick. I don't know if it's hindsight being fifty fifty, um, but Stone Cold Steve Austin being named the Ringmaster. I know it's a little before your time, Will. Um, and I was aware was his, his his weird phase where he wasn't blonde anymore and he was like trying to work through all the bullshit they were trying to have him do. Yeah, they didn't want him to talk. That's why they gave him Ted DiBiase. Um, DiBiase. As his manager and everything. So, um, in the essence, really, if you look at it, um, this is one thing that Faith and I always talk about, though. On the outside, like if on paper, if you look at it, the New Day, the gimmick's fucking horrible, but those three make it fucking work. When I first saw the question, I thought it was like a, like a Bastion booger. Yeah. Because that's like, that's a guarantee to fail. Bastion booger is not getting over. <laughs> I met Bastion booger at a McDonald's once after a show. Yeah. That sounds accurate. <laughs> With his, I mean, yeah, he was all white trashed out and everything. So that's Hell a little. Yeah. So. Good for him. Um, but just because, uh, Brundon's our boy. I will read an additional comment, although he does bring up a name we don't like to bring up on the show, especially now they've been fired. Um, which is kind of ironic. He says, I, I like when uh, Cornette talked about his name test. If it doesn't sound like it belongs in our marquee against Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, it should, shouldn't be a name. So, and then that spurred on, and then I'm like, is Dinty Moore, is that a shoot? And then you're like, I hope so. And then uh, <laughs> King of the Match, Death Match, and IWA Mid South. 
uh, Wrestle Dysfunction, a close personal friend of uh, the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. So, well, Brunnen, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Uh, we definitely have some more Brunnen content coming up in the future. It's going to be interesting. So, we appreciate it, my friend. Uh, but, Will, it's, uh, well, not necessarily main event, but it's the kickoff for what, uh, what all the high fivers came on uh, tuned in to listen to. And yeah, well, that is episode 77 of Ring original air date March 9th, 2013. Um, I just want to say to, to Brendan's point, if we look at our roster of Ring of Honor 2013, how are you feeling about those names? How are you feeling about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Davey Richards or Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Eddie Edwards. You don't like it, huh? No. Huh. Stone Cold Steve Austin sounds like somebody who has a personality. <laughs> Davey Richards sounds like some guy I'd pay to file my taxes for me. Wow. Interesting. How about like uh, Dr. Dave? How about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus uh, Roger Strong? See, Strong, like, okay, it's like, I'm not a big Jay Lethal guy, but Jay Lethal, that's a, that's a marquee name. Now, are you thinking that more because they're, they're gimmick names? I mean, because you can tell those are gimmick names. Is that kind of what it is? I, I think, like, I don't know, like, Davey Richards just doesn't strike me as, like, a marquee name. Like that strikes me as like a very everyday name. Like if I was going to be a pro wrestler, Will Mercier would not be the name. Well, lives of being your hands, though, Will. I got to hold everybody else's lives. Nobody's asking me about my life. I'm going to be worried about everybody else's. Well, I, I, I mean, I asked about your life, but um, you do. Your, your whole shit. You could be Milwaukee Tom. You could just be like a bad Russian gimmick, but just be from Milwaukee. Come <laughs> um, out drinking Milwaukee's best. You got some cheese curds. You, you got like a jar of cheese curds like Dan Housen has teeth. <laughs> oh, I like the gimmick. See, Will's a genius, so. Interesting. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, <sighs> you turn into Johnny Mundo at that point. Well, I mean, I'd have to do a lot more crunches to turn into Johnny Mundo. But, like, just got you, you would just become the city and then Tom. Oh. Like Chicago Tom. Do I change my name or a different city like I do like John Morrison does? I don't know. Or you could be, like, the Brooklyn Brawler, right, when he turned heel. And he's like, I want to be the Boston Brawler. You know, he's like, boo, Um. Well, I mean, how does Kevin Steen versus The Rock sound? Steen's got a... I think this is a real last name, isn't it? I don't think so. But it's also one of those presentation things, too, right? Like, the WWE is formatted that you want... Every every name is supposed to be, like, a marquee name. Because that's kind of what you're selling it on, is the name. Christopher Daniels isn't necessarily a marquee name, either. But Christopher Daniels is great. Yeah, unfortunately, one of our favorites, Mike Mondo versus Stone Cold, that doesn't look very good on a marquee. 
Elgin, you got, if you want to. Michael Elgin. Adam Cole. You got, you got that alliteration, Adam Cole, baby. Um, Matt Hart. Jeff oh, Harvey. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. So, hmm. shit, even Mean Gene Okerlund. I mean, that's a. Started in Minnesota. Brutal Bob. That's a cool name. I do like Brutal Bob Evans, so. Charlie Haas. I think also that. Haas Hole. I do like the Haas Hole thing, so. Um, but we'll talk about him. Actually, ironically enough, Will, that's a good segue. Because the beginning of uh, episode 77 of Ring of Honor TV uh, is a quick recap of the demise of wrestling's greatest tag team. Basically, when uh, Charlie uh, Charlie Haas threatened Nigel McGuinness and uh, they said the Briscoes versus uh, wrestling's greatest tag team again, uh, belts versus career, uh, which Charlie Haas turned on Shelton Benjamin. So we're going to get Charlie Haas versus uh, Shelton Benjamin in a no-holds-barred match in uh, – Supercard of Honor will. So, um, but we go right into a match. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, sure, keep, we will. Uh, keeping up the gimmick. Well, uh, Rick Titus versus Eddie Edwards uh, for really no other apparent reason uh, besides the fact for Bobby Fish to get on commentary and tear down Davy Richards, the aforementioned Davy Richards. Um, is he in there? Okay. He's sleeping in there? So, um, Faith Cottage, we we're talking about the bookshelf and she's got the, 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 um, the cat box in there and the bookshelf's black and the cat box is black. And you know what color Chico is, well, right? What? Yep. So we're going to lose Chico. Um, sorry. Okay. Focus. Um, Reptile versus Eddie Edwards, you know, um, for no other really reason, like I said, basically this is really just set up. You know, the Wolves versus Red Dragon uh, going forward, you know, and uh, kudos to Bobby Fisher. I mean, the, the guy is super intelligent. He's great on the mic. I like how they played up that he has no beef really with Eddie Edwards. He likes Eddie Edwards. He's tagged team with Eddie Edwards. He's like, there's money on the table for me and Eddie Edwards to go back to Japan. Yeah. Or to do it stateside. He's, but he's like, don't like Davey Richards. No, not at all. Ask any of Davy Richards' former tag team partners what they think of Davy Richards. And uh, it's obviously the similar thoughts as, as you got, Will. So, um, But it turns out uh, Red Titus was actually trained by Austin Aries and Brian Danielson. And uh, they were the inaugural class. And it was just him and uh, Grizzly Redwood were the only two people that finished. So... Um, you know, listen, in like in, in my notes here, I kind of listed it's a good Ring of Honor match. It's basically, you know, two guys, super athletic, uh, going at it. I mean, Rhett is um, is a super athlete, but you can tell, Will, though, the crowd's definitely had a long couple days because the crowd was really not into it. Uh, before we go to the end of the match here, really got any other comments uh, about uh, Bobby the Fish running down uh, Davey Richards? No, just the chin checker is a stupid name for a move. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, in the end, uh, you know, Rhett misses a splash, uh, but Edwards gets a face buster 
on Rhett, goes for the pin. Uh, Rhett fits out, uh, but he kicks out right into the ankle lock. Like I said, you know, when Brendan asked us about our favorite submissions, um, but I said how Edwards does transition to that easy ankle lock, I, I really do enjoy. Um, you know, Rhett won't tap, and then Edwards like, well, fuck that, and just starts kicking him in the head, and uh, referee stoppage. So Eddie Edwards winning by referee stoppage, Will, so. Yeah, we're going to talk about referee stoppages later, too. I, I, I got beef. Nice. I love when Will has beef. So, you know, I have great sirloin beef. You know, this this is the tail end of uh, you know, these tapings at the DeBurns Arena. You know, so the crowd wasn't too into it, but uh then we get a real quick promo from David Richards. Um, you know, he's he's real he's world traveled. Um, you know, he picks on Matt, you know, Matt Hardy's like, Well, you can talk very good, you know, you could probably talk better than me. Well, I'm like, Well, David Richards, everybody can talk better than you can. Um, but he's like, well, he's going to talk better than you, Veda. Uh, but you may talk a good talk, but, you know, this is Ring of Honor, and we don't do that New York City stuff here. Um, kind of a throwaway promo, personally. Um, and then we get Michael Elgin for two promos in a row. <laughs> oh. That was that was a little rough. Um, you know, and not on Elgin's part. I mean, his promos aren't as bad as, as they used to be, but... It was a rough cut because he went to, I don't know, was he being interviewed by Veda on one part and then they cut to a separate interview in the locker room. But um, but we do get uh, a Women of Honor match. Uh, to Happy International Women's Day as we record. Yeah, it's International you Women's get, Day. You get your, your one women's match. Um, and in honor of International Women's Day, I will not – uh, shit on the shitty NWA booking of AEW's women's. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Um, but yeah, we get Princess See, Mia. It's funny because you meant to say NWO, but you said the NWA. The NWA just gave up booking their women's tag team titles because they gave it to somebody outside the company. So, well, that's kind of ironic. So, NWO, sorry. Um, but yeah, Princess Mia, she's. Ow, ow, ow. She's, <laughs> she's breaking away from, uh, from the embassy. Uh, versus Mischief, who's pretty much at this point the the flag bearer uh, for the women's division in Ring of Honor. She, she's the lady to beat, you know, because I'm not sure where Sarah Del Rey is at this point. So, what's up, Sunshine? Monkey's eating the fish while Chico's <laughs> Well, I love my cats, but I'm so fucking confusing. <laughs> um, uh, Good match, you know, uh, and listen, it's always good to hear Veda Scott. Veda Scott's very good on the commentary. Veda Scott's definitely kind of in that that Maria Canellis role. Uh, the Maria Canellis litter adapts on as kind of like the spearhead and like the brain child of the women's division. Um, I'm not sure when the win of honor title shows up. We've got like two more years to go. Uh, I guess we'll see, but that sounds uh, right. Good match, hard hitting, uh, both great athletes. But in the end, uh, Mischief does win with that nasty, that's called a Decimation DDT. That's pretty awesome. Uh, then we get a quick pro, uh, interview from Matt Ryan, uh, who's basically a pervert, as Roddy calls him, uh, as he hijacks Roddy in the in the locker room. So Matt Ryan's the new guy. So, And then, Will, it's your favorite time of the week. Uh, but this is kind of a weird inside of Ring of Honor. What did you think? It just kind of went, came and went. And I was like, what was the point? Um, because, I mean, the inside ring of honor was uh, about 
this is my my flaw of not taking notes here. I'm trying to. I just watched it earlier today too. It was the National Wrestling. Was it? That's right. It was like, and they had some live event, and Kevin Steen Wasn't couldn't it? make it, so they sent the Briscoes. They sent Jacobs and yeah. Yeah, so then we get a Scum and Briscoe's match, and afterwards, uh, you know, Scum jumps James the Briscoe's, and you know, it's um, we'll we'll obviously. I don't mean to kind of put the cart before the horse here, Will, but we'll definitely get to Scum more later on. But getting a little irritated about this Cole Carino killing the Ring of Honor thing. Um, he says it with a lot of passion, but he just hasn't buried it up. So it's gotten a little stale for me. So, um, but then to our main event, Will. Uh, last week, Nigel said uh, if Matt Hardy wants a TV title shot, uh, he's got to win this fatal four way match. But uh, he didn't do many favors uh, because we've got uh, Ronnie Strong versus Michael Elgin versus Davey Richards versus Matt Hardy. And uh, obviously, Will. Like the old song goes, one of these is not like the other. No, uh, definitely not. Yeah, you know. it's it's a it was the their four corner survival thing, right? So two men are in the ring, two men on the outside. People leave the ring, new person can jump in. Kind of like Lucha rules, basically. Yeah, um, but they're not technically tag team partners, so. Um, Correct. You know, and be, you know, and the, the you know, Nigel's on the call, which is fun. But you know, and it was a fun match. I mean, you know, Roddy being a shit heel, uh, Davy Richards just being the arrogant kind of cocky prick that he is, uh, Elgin the monster, and uh, Hardy just being, you know, Matt Hardy. Uh, and then Nigel really kind of goes into kind of ripping into Matt Hardy and his background, you know, because obviously he came from you know from New York City and WWF. Uh, you know, but you know, Ring of Honor, and it kind of talks about how people up north look down at Ring of Honor. You know, like how people always rip on you guys are just killing each other. You know, it's it's the typical indie, you know, shit talk um, from WWE. Um, at the end of the match, you know, Elgin uh, quote unquote get hurt, uh, so Sinclair goes out to check on him, and then Matt Hardy hits a twist of fate on Davy Richards, and uh, you know, everyone's acting like that would have pinned him. Um, Will, I'm I'm not, I'm trying not to pick nits here, but we've seen Davy Richards get, I mean, just in some hellacious, hellacious matches. Do you really think he's not kicking out of a goddamn twist of fate? You got to protect the finish, brother. It's no book of truth, but I mean, I get it's part of the story. I don't know why that just irked me. Um, but you know, but Matt Hardy doesn't get the pen because Todd Sinclair is distracted. You know, and just Matt Hardy just fucking loses it. I like it, and I hate it at the same time. It's good storytelling with with Matt Hardy because he's just whining about it for like five minutes. That's all you hear. Um, any thoughts, Will? Here for I go and pull a train to the station here on this match. No, I think uh, the big thing, which I mean, if depending on how you watch during of Honor at this time, right? You either if you're watching it kind of like how we are, kind of like chronologically, where we're watching through all these TVs, and then we're watching the 11th anniversary show. 
but I think uh, once we get to the results of the 11th anniversary show, this match, uh, and the fallout from this match, have a little more weight, a little more gravitas, a little more, ooh. Yeah. Because um, Matt Hardy does not win this match. Yeah, so he's not getting his TV title shot. Um, no, but N- Nigel still said he could have the match. Yeah, so he's got. Well, he's, well, we'll we'll get to that. So, um, yeah. In the end, though, um, I say this every goddamn time. Roger Strong and Michael Elgin really do have great chemistry because every time Michael Elgin hits that spinning back fist on Roddy, I don't know how his head doesn't pop into the third goddamn row. And this is no goddamn exception. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, I mean, Davey Richards is still woozy from the twist of fate. Uh, oh, Michael Elgin was sick of Matt Hardy yelling at Nigel and in his whining, and he knocks him off the apron. And uh, yeah, Elgin hits a spinning uh, back fist on on uh, Roderick Strong. He picks him up for the buckle bomb, uh, gets him the power bomb, and uh, we get Michael Elgin for the win. So decent match, you know. It, it, it's a Ring of Honor match. It's what you expected. Obviously, it was a unique dynamic with uh, with Matt Hardy on there. But um, all in all, Will, any other thoughts that I, I kind of missed or you wanted to go on the match? I mean, it's definitely pretty fun. But No, this was a, a fine episode of Ring of Honor TV. You know, it's this month of programming has been good. I mean, I'm not looking forward to now that we're through the tapings that we're going to start getting into, like, road rage episodes and we're going to get into like just watching 11th anniversary show matches again but this uh this block of tapings in baltimore have or was uh was good yeah they were in chicago for this one right uh no they were still in baltimore they were still in baltimore for this one yeah um yeah because this was taped before the anniversary show because, well, you know, with the, with the Matt Hardy stuff. So, um, yeah, shout out to Baltimore. They really held it down to him. We sent it a bunch. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, maybe we're not going to get the Road Rage episodes because, I mean, they're doing a taping in Chicago. Um, we'll see if they do. Uh, Will and I and Brandon do have something a little bit on the back burner for some additional content, but uh, talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, next, our 11th anniversary show. Uh, emanating from Chicago Ridge, Illinois, which Chicago Ridge, I think, is westish. Um, it's actually a bit far out of the city of Chicago. Um, but uh, I was kind of surprised, though, Will. Um, Caleb McCoy still on the call. Still on the call. Um, and I got no beef with Caleb, Caleb LaCroix. Uh, I did have to chuckle that no one told him his uh, his tie was off center, though. Um, oh, here we go. You're talking about picking nits. <laughs> Coming from the guy whose hair was sticking up when he got married, so the fuck am I to judge anybody? So, uh, but a fun opening match will. Uh, you know, it's the six members of uh, the top prospect tournament. You know, uh, everyone that didn't win except for Antonio Thomas. You know, in uh, kind of lucha rules, but yeah, it's ACH versus Adam Page versus QT Marshall versus Ron Soto, uh, Silas Young, and Tadarius Thomas. Um, 
I was a little confused on the rules. It was just kind of like the four corner survival. It kind of seemed like it was Lucha rules, but um, I don't know. Uh, a fun match, a great opener. It's a great way to highlight all this young talent. You know, obviously, I'm not. Yeah, a big, felt short. Yeah, it was under eight minutes, I think. Um, yeah, I, I wish it, but I mean, th- th- it's a loaded card. Uh, but in the end, Silas yeah. goes to misery. I'm sorry, well, yeah. No, I was just say, uh, Artie Evans is on commentary. Yeah, Barrister's back. So, um, yeah, so I wonder who he's going to poach out of here. Uh, but yeah, in the end, Silas goes for misery and misses, but land, lands on his feet in a really athletic fucking move. Um, but uh, and then AC, um, yeah, he lands on his feet, but ACH is there to to pick him up, scoop him up, and does some awesome cradle DDT into a bridge thing uh, for the wind. Uh, obviously, I'm stoked. We are. I don't mean to talk for Will here. I'm a huge ACH fan. I will. I believe you are also. Uh, but out of these six guys, were you a little shocked at ACH one? Just the way they kind of booked him in the tournament because he kind of lost pretty quick. Matt Taven. I mean, I like the result. Yeah, I'm stoked. I think as far as it being surprising, I'm, I'd say not really because I feel like ACC is one of the more established guys in this tournament, and these are all people that we are going to see with more frequency kind of going forward. Um, so I was fine with ACH and when I would say it would make the most sense to have it either be ACH or if they were to have Silas Young won it. That's a Darius, huh? No, not this one. Okay. Um, he's, he's already super over. The crowd likes him. He can afford the loss point. in a multi-man match. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, ACH is only 24 in this match. Uh, which means he's only 34. So um, I really, really, I mean, I have no problem with people walking away when they need to. Uh, hopefully ACH, I almost said, says he can find a smile, but that's going to be a horrible thing to say with what happened to him. I hope ACH can find some wow. people in the back. Um, great athlete, seen him in person. Um, I have yet to meet him yet, though. So, uh, But Will, our next match, boy, oh, boy. Scum versus CNC Wrestle Factory. Now we are fans of Scum uh, to the point we love CNC on this show. But this is a this is a grudge match, Tom. Not just a match. This is a grudge match. Yeah, um, sure. Let's get a little tired um, uh, with me. I mean, obviously they've got. Are you, are you tired of the grudge matches? Are you tired of the? Yeah, um, it's really timely. It's really kind of surprising. Ring of Honor needs to um, – obviously, this is going to change. We know what's, what's looming on the horizon here. But their tag team division is pretty weak. Um, it's the same four or five teams going at it, I mean, since we started. Yeah, because, I mean, who – at this point, I mean, you got, you got – I mean, it's one of those things where you count them on one hand. You got Briscoe's. But they're the champs, right? So you kind of take them out of yeah. the equation. So you're looking at you got, you got Redragon, you got Scum, you got CNC. 
You've got um, Hamer and Rat Titus. If you want to count them as a team, yeah, the Bravados, if you want to consider them, even though they're not really, like, present. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we need to see the Bravados more. I mean, they're putting them over. We need to see the Young Bucks. We know I mean, we know it's going to happen. Uh, but the Mighty don't kneel. You know, so. TMDK. I mean, it's just really, I mean, how many times have we seen? Well, now, I mean, obviously now that Red Dragon's in the picture, it does pick it up a little bit. But it's basically, you know, since we started the show, it's basically been Scum, CNC, Briscoe's, and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Just, you know, in some form or another, you know. Um, but no, nothing uh, taken away from the match. It's just something that we've seen. Uh, really great chemistry, you know, different styles, obviously. Uh, you know, Scum's the brawlers, you know, and CC's the high yeah, I'm I'm more forgiving of seeing... I'm more forgiving of seeing this a little more than I was of like Briscoe's wrestling's greatest tag team that we got for like the first half of the year of last year. Well, that's because they had a blow off match like every other week, you know, it was a Texas death match and then it was a no holds barred match and a fight without honor. Yeah, that was, you know, so yeah, but in the end, uh, Cedric goes for that goddamn frog splash and, he does have one of the best frog splashes out there for sure. Um, Cedric is super athletic, you know, hopefully um, he was in the hurt business, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Hopefully they Shelton, Bobby Lashley, MVP. I mean, it just wrecks itself. Um, But uh, frog splash for Jacobs gets his knees up on scum. Go for the double team spike pile driver for the win. Solid match. Um, but speaking of BJ Whitmer and uh, Charlie Haas, so we've got BJ Whitmer and No Holds Barred match. You know, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor Revelry with Will and I, um, welcome. Uh, but you kind of missed out a little, a whole bunch on this story. You know, you know, basically at final battle, uh, Charlie Haas broke BJ Whitmer's already broken neck when he suplexed him off top rope. Uh, very sloppily and dropped, you know, uh, dropped his neck on a table. And then they got into a huge fist fight at a car dealership. And now they're blowing it off. Um, uh, hmm. yeah. So they mentioned on commentary that Haas turned on Shelton Benjamin, which, if you watched this when it went up versus to when the TV episode aired, you would have already known that, or you yeah. wouldn't have known that already, right. Uh, which is which? So Haas comes out and he he's 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 ready, right? He's going to jump BJ Whitmer from the go. Scouted, yeah. He gets cracked with a beer. Um, but uh, Will, I think my my biggest takeaway from this match is uh, the aforementioned cheeseburger. I think he's officially cheeseburger at this point. He might yeah. as well be. Um, I think I think uh, Caleb called him cheeseburger. Yeah, but I think Kevin Kelly still called him. Uh, was it Rydell? Right. Yeah. Um. So do you do you want to kind of go through the whole match, or do you want to talk more so about the ending? Um. Uh, you know, we can go through the match a little bit because it, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, for what it was, and for how much we've kind of seen this already yeah 
I thought this was good. It felt like it moved quick. There was some some really dicey spots in there. People were taking bumps on the barricades and stuff like that, and suplexes onto ladders. Um, I will say that the belly to belly suplex from Haas to right Haas to Whitmer, throwing him outside the ring. Yeah. Um. Because when he did the backdrop on the the guard, I'm like, oh, I thought he was going to go for that table that's set up right there. So when Haas grabbed him for like the suplex, I'm like, no, he's not. And he did. Yeah. Um, that, that was a great spot. E.J. Whitmer's a tough son of a bitch. That's the bottom line. He sure is. And Haas is a great wrestler. He really is. I mean, he's really good at what he does. I mean, I, I've been, I mean, like we've talked about, it's been, it's been hit or miss with him, but um, he's very talented at what he does. You know, so, but um, the the ladder into the nut shot I thought was pretty nasty, but um, yeah, like Will said, that, that suplex um, off the top rope, I mean, again. Um, but Will, you want to talk, you want to bring it out, talk about the end though? So, got a, a couple things about the ending. One thing is it cracks me up to see, not to speak ill of our our favorite wrestler, Mike Mondo. Yeah. You see Mike Mondo kind of shredding these newer matches where it's like, oh, there's no selling. Everybody's doing this. It's like the stuff that these guys kick out of in these matches like this is one thing. But my my issue with the ending, right? Referee stoppage. Hmm. We saw Charlie Haas beat the piss out of B.J. Whitmer's head and neck with chairs, baking sheets. There's no stoppage there. But the face gets the heel and a hold and does the head stomp, and the ref calls the match. It's like, let him go. Yeah, that's, you know, that's funny. I did not even Referee think. stoppage. Um. Yeah, because that nasty suplex to the I mean, yeah, because BJ suplexes Haas through the through the ladder and then uh you know Haas kicks out. Yeah, he, he he like he, he drops with that exploder and he like he he lands on the ladder. Oh yeah. Um but god I mean I loved how BJ I mean didn't do the whole god damn it, I thought it was three, blah blah. He just went up straight up and I mean he was putting the knees to him though, Will. So I mean yeah. Yeah, because that's what it was. He had him down. He was doing like the knee drops to the head, and they and they called the match. It's like, it's like I don't. It's like don't call the match for stuff like that. It's like how they. But I mean, we've seen it. Like Eddie Edwards does the Achilles lock, and he does the stomp to the head. They call the match, and they had this. It's like these guys are just bashing each other in the head with chairs and shit. But you're going to stop it because he's he's dropping a couple knees. Because they don't, they don't let it go to the point where it gets uncomfortable. Where you're like, "Oh, this is rough. Somebody should stop this." It's kind of like he hits like three knees, and Sinclair's like, "Oh, stop it!" Yeah. Um, but Whitmer kept going after the bell rang. He did good for him. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so hopefully this is the end of the kind of the blow off of this feud. I guess we'll see. But uh, you know, um, kudos to listen. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I really took away is goddamn B.J. Whitmer is just 
he's not brand new. He, he's had Becky shoes, but one tough son of a bitch. So, um, but will our next match? We got a tag team match. Um, this is real. So, like on paper, it looks like it kind of came out of nowhere. But it was awesome how well Caleb and Kevin Kelly gave us a backstory. But it is uh, the American Wolves of Davey Richards and uh, Eddie Edwards versus the Forever Hooligans uh, of Rocky Merrill and Alex Kozlov. Um, real quick before I get into this match, I just want to say one thing, Will. Uh, kudos to Rocky Romero. That motherfucker is goddamn everywhere. He's probably the hardest working person in wrestling. Um, dude, dude does does a lot, he does a lot of shit. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what stood out to me, Tom. You know, we we were joking about your your Milwaukee gimmick. You, know, you, you can just be the representation of Milwaukee. Alex Kozlov's Russian shtick felt like the most fake Russian thing I'd ever seen. Singing the national anthem, like the the accent on it, the way he was singing it, it's like, is this supposed to be a joke? Like he's not supposed to be like for serious. Like this feels like it's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. But this is my first time seeing Alex Kozlov as a wrestler, not just as commentator. Yeah, because he's doing a bunch of commentary in New Japan Strong, right? He does the the strong tapings. Yeah, he does the English commentary. Um. Sometimes with a uh, with the English speaking for the English crew, um, but it sounds like David Richards and Rocky were former New Japan Pro Wrestling Junior Tag Champs. Uh, but he had yep. a car accident, I guess, so he was out for a little while. Um, yeah, and they had to forfeit the titles. So, man, I mean, I'd love to see Rocky and Dave. So they were the oh the No Remorse Crew or No Core. No remorse core. Yeah, no remorse core. That's a heavy name. Great name. Great right. name. Um, you could put that on a goddamn marquee. I'd sure sign the fuck up. Um, it might be a marquee. I mean, you were talking about a downgrade. American Wolves. Eh. No remorse core. Yeah, fire. Um, I'd put that on a t-shirt. I mean, Rocky. I, I say it's about Jimmy Jacobs all the time, but. You know, Rocky Romero is also that guy. He's got a great mind for the goddamn business. Hopefully, hopefully that guy writes a book sometime. Um, but yeah, I will see him next week too. So shout out to Grandel Wrestling. So, um, you know this this uh, this match does show why literally these four are, are some of the best to do it right now. Uh, Hard hitting, you know, it's that Japanese style fun. Uh, a lot of fun double tag team maneuvers on here too. Um. Yeah, but in the end, though, Will, uh, the Wolves hit that lung blower off the top rope for the win, and uh, we do get a code of honor. All but be it took about four and a half minutes to get there. Uh, yeah, fun match. That that felt a little drawn out, yeah. But yeah, killer tag team match. You know, I mean, I get why they did it that way, but I'm like, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. All four hands raised. Yeah, killer match. Um, these are four of the best. I don't think. I've seen a couple of Kozlov matches, I think, in PWG. But yeah, I'm with you. I have not seen him much. So. Yeah, this was a, it was a fun match to watch. I mean, kind of an easy thought of, like, who's going to win because they're obviously not going to have a team who's going to show up for one night, beat one of your, like, staples. Yeah. 
But I mean, they could have. Rocky Romero was really good. Yeah. Eddie Edwards, man, he's all right. I mean, Eddie Edwards, I mean, like, you know, the thing I love about Eddie is the, the guy takes the fucking weapon. I'll give it to him. More action. <laughs> he's not your best spokesman uh, in the history of the Soaring world. and scoring. Yeah. Um, but uh, another grudge match. You know, obviously, this has been something that's been brewing since we started this podcast. But the two out of three falls, Michael Elgin versus Roderick Strong. Um, and like we talked about a little yes. bit earlier, um, I mean, Michael Elgin gets their first fall in like two minutes. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised they had a first fall that soon. And that it was Michael Elgin that got the first fall. Did you think there was any way that maybe there was going to be a total squash and that Elgin was going to get the second fall right away, too? Because goddamn, once that would have been that would have been the story, right? Because there's no truth, Martini. He's banned from ringside. He's moved on. He doesn't, you know, have anything to do with them anymore. So that would have been an interesting story. But you also want to keep strong, looking like a serious contender too. Yeah. So I was surprised they didn't go. Roddy starts out with the upper hand, and then Elgin's got to get two consecutive falls. Yeah. But I mean, I talked about it earlier and on the TV episode, uh, Roddy again. I mean, say what you will, but he ate a fucking another backfist from Elgin. Um, yeah, um, holy shit. Uh, I remember there's a couple spots there where they were they were chopping each other on the outside, you know, and they were leaning against the barricade. Honestly, part of me really wanted one of them to duck and someone to get chopped in the face. A fan. Listen, mean, if you think having a drink thrown on you is bad, wait till you have what happens if you actually chopped a kid right across the right across the mush. Um, I mean, you it's really like when Lesnar threw the car door into the crowd. It's like somebody stopped this guy. Wait, what? You don't remember Brock Lesnar throwing the car door and it hit people in the crowd? No. So this was it was a couple years ago. There was, I'm trying to remember who he's shooting with, but they had a, like a, a nice car brought out like on the, on the stage and Brock Lesnar ripped a door off it and then threw it to the side. But to the side of him was a section of seats. And somebody did get hit with a car door. I don't even know if I would have been mad. I've been like, I watched this motherfucker rip a door off a car and he threw it at me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, I mean, as long as I'm okay, you know, and if if I did have to go to the hospital, I mean, you know, if they paid for that, I'd be okay with it. But, uh, I mean, as long as I got to keep the door and have him fucking sign it, that'd be a fucking memento. Um, well, that's hilarious. Right, put that in your carry on. It's like, can you check your baggage? It's like, what the hell is that? It's like, oh, it's my signed car door. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Will, you shouldn't be throwing tequila at kids. But um, tequila, water, car doors, whatever it might be. You know, I I, I know uh, JJ Rogue thinks a little differently. He thinks you just throw whatever you want at kids. Well, you so know, does, so, does, so does KJG. Well, I mean, that dude's sus as it is, but. Um, not not to break down the fourth wall. I mean, I've seen the kids that JJ Rogue has had to deal with in 
a wrestling capacity. Like these kids are part of the show. Like, I mean, they would probably dig it. I mean, that kid, from what I saw, was scared shitless in general. Um, yeah, it's different, right? It's like the different levels. Like when you go to an indie show and you're at like a gym or you're at like a VFW or an Elks Lodge or something, well, like you're there. Like you're just as much part of that show as the people right. wrestling that show. You're dropping a couple, you know, you're dropping a chunk of change. You want to go sit front row at Good Ring of Honor or AEW or WWE or like that. It's like, I'm not a parent, so my opinion doesn't matter. So on the one hand, I'm like, it's not the worst thing. But at the same time, it's like, it'd be different if there was somehow you could have like signaled to the adult, like when it was happening, be like, would this be okay? Like, would, could I throw it on you or whatever? You know, heat of the moment. Maybe it wasn't the best idea. Yeah. But everybody's talking about it. Yeah. And and in MGS defense, he probably didn't assume that was fucking tequila. It's not like he stopped to smell it. You know, he probably assumed it was water. I mean, I'd be pissed about I mean, the lady because, I mean, I mean, I can't imagine a tequila drink at a show like that. It's probably fucking a hefty fucking amount of money. I'm like, you just threw my $18 drink. Um, but um, sorry for a little tangent there. But uh, so, yeah, like we talked about, Michael Elgin got the first fall. I've always, this always bothers me. You know, Caleb's like, well, you know, Elgin's got a, a fall to spare and all this other horse shit. I'm like. You know, you don't take your foot off the gas. I mean, Roddy's fucking Roddy. No, especially not against somebody who's got your number and you haven't been able to beat in a singles match yet. Yeah. Um, but we talked about, I thought for a second, maybe he'd get both the falls, but, uh, you know, uh, Roddy does battle back. Uh, and uh, I guess, El- at, like, I didn't know this, but Elgin and Silas went uh, an hour and two out of three falls match. I don't think that was for Ring of Honor. Obviously. I don't think so. Um, that very might. The uh, call out, shout out my former guest and my good friend, Mr. Andy. Uh, you know, he's a big AAW fan, but when we talked about that Bruce City Beatdown show, you know, Elgin and Silas were on that show. Uh, you know, he was talking how they were going to steal the show because, I mean, we see them go up and down the road to AAW, but. Um, Shit, man! If I can find Silas and Elegant, maybe we could find that match for a fucking watch along. I know it technically wouldn't be Ring of Honor, but uh, I mean, not- nobody said the watch alongs have to be Ring of Honor matches. There could fucking- be our, they could be, they could be Ring of Honor adjacent. Yeah, it's our podcast. We can do the fuck we want. You're the boss, Tom. You 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 put it in the Zoom bar. I watch. All right. Mon- mon- you know, monkey see, monkey do. Um. I will try and track that down. I would love to see that. So I'll have to ask him about that. But uh, uh, yeah, second after, fall. Of course, we're eventually going to watch that 16-man or whatever tag man match it was where it was like two hours long. It was 84 minutes. So There's the, the longest match in wrestling history, which has been blown away. Didn't Jordan Oliver and Tony Dippin, didn't they have like a tour match? They did something stupid, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every Bruno match of the garden went like two and a half hours. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, 45 minutes of rest holds. They're not going to blow up at all. So, oh, wait, did I say that? Um, it's all right. 
I have no feelings on Bruno San Martino because nothing to build that opinion off of. Yeah. Never I, seen the guy wrestle. Never watched a Bruno match. I do need to watch that documentary on Tubi before it's gone. So, uh, but yeah, second fall for Roddy. Hey, you know, that's that's stuff we could watch too. But we could do may not necessarily a watch along, but we could do a bonus episode. Maybe bring some people who have like thoughts on like the QT Marshall movie or the Bruno San Martino or you know, there's options, Tom. We have the internet. You do have the internet. <laughs> Um, there is a movie. We don't have to be like, we don't have to be like, hey guys, go see if your local video store has. Um, yeah, but uh, Roddy gets second fall. God damn, how he gets that backbreaker on Michael Elgin. Yeah, I mean, Roddy is also very deceptively fucking strong. The guy just has it all, but uh, in the end though, uh, Michael Elgin does tap Roddy out with the cattle decapitation. Uh, for two out of three falls match, it was a tad short, uh, but fun for sure. I mean, obviously these two are are, are magical, so um, I kind of bogarted that. Uh, Willie, got any additional thoughts on uh, Michael Elgin versus Roderick Strong in a two out of three falls match? No, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about because they uh, this was the first match back after intermission. So, like, you want to talk about like getting the crowd like back up and going after having a break. Yeah, that's an great way to do it. That's an interesting, yeah, because they kind of went with that hot fire, you know, tag team match to a hot fire. Interesting. So, I mean, they they didn't really have a come down match for this or uh, a popcorn match, as, as they say. So. No, because they had the intermission, which normally we get like the 15-minute loop of like the same video over and over again this time. Yeah, the same promo seven times. Yeah. Uh, this time they just, just cut it out. So, uh, But next, Will, we've got our first title match of the evening. Um, Matt Taven, current winner of the Top Prospect Tournament, uh, one of your boy Hi-Fi Tom's picks for Breakout Star 2013. Uh, versus Breakout Star 2012 on uh, McLogan, Adam Cole. But Will, um, we start off with a with a Truth Martini promo. I know this is not video, but I am currently shaking my head in disgust. Uh, I'm over it. I, I don't know what happened to Truth Martini. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it it is what it is. But uh, then Matt Hardy comes out. Uh, no, Matt Hardy being Matt Hardy, but dude, uh, Will. So, are you saying you're not a fan of the the Truth Martini uh, trunks? Are we going to call them trunks? Well, honestly, that I wasn't too mad about. Like, if he'd come out in that and not cut the, pre- the creepy promo beforehand, I would have been okay with it. If that makes sense. There's two over the top. Uh, but Matt Hardy's hoopla. Uh, Matt Hardy's coming out to commentary. Goddamn well, he is getting booed out of the building and not in a good way. Um, you know, he does his whole little spiel. And uh the, I mean the crowd's just cheering when the crowd's chanting yet you're boring, it's not a good sign. And Matt Brian, Hardy, you're not even wrestling. Yeah, and he and he couldn't even, um, you know, he couldn't recover. 
So they just put him on commentary. And, um, you know, Matt Hardy's talking. I've always been doing this longer than Adam Cole's been alive. Blah, 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 But uh match is pretty solid. Um, uh, yeah, and we got to keep in mind, this Matt Hardy is coming off of the TV taping where he's got a match against Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, but th- this was a good match. This, you know, it's a great showing for Matt Taven. Now that we're starting to get more Matt Taven, the big like enziguri where he like springboards off the ropes, yeah, and uh, shit like that. You know, we're, it's not quite the trend Matt Taven. Like we're not getting like all the, like the just the tip and like all the really like, kind of flashier stuff. But this is uh, we got to get there. Yeah, this is the did that just matter? Did matches happen? Stuff Matt Taven. Um, this is another instance. Oh, that's where, right. That's what the thing was, wasn't it? Yeah. And that just happened. Ugh. Uh, Kelly. Ugh. Kelly. Glad that didn't stick. No, Kevin Kelly tried and it didn't work, but, uh, another instance. That's what I should have asked him. Is, um, this is a little hard to watch knowing what's going on. So, uh, once again, but I do try to put my 2013 brain on, but like Will said, yeah, Matt Taven going out. I like the entrance music. Um, the the garb that Truth is wearing is, you know, you know, I kind of was hoping that Darius Thomas was going to join House Truth, but this works. Uh, Matt Taven looks like a like a like a um, a Truth Martini slum, uh, scumbag. Like he's really kind of got the long hair. You know, he's being built from California and everything. So. Um, yeah, but uh, Cole does suplex Taven off the top rope, and I'm not sure how he didn't break his fucking neck. Um, but then then Taven no-sells it, uh, but he gets tricked in the buckle, but uh, Adam Cole hits the Shining Wizard. Uh, show up to the Shining Wizards podcast. Uh, good friends of Tom and Will. Uh, but Taven kicks out. Um, more, more action here. A nasty apron DDT. Uh, but they all survive, and... Uh, but yeah, but Cole, uh, Will, your, your favorite maneuver of all of Ring of Honor, Cole hits the ropes, and uh, he gets a book of truth to the back. And then uh, Taven hits that, a modified DVT, and uh, Matt Taven wins the TV title. Uh, Will? The crowd is shocked. Matt Hardy is stunned. I was also shocked. I did not see this coming. At all. I, I was glad I didn't know. I was like, I literally stopped it. I just looked at Faith. I was like, wow. Um, what do you think, Will? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, happy to see my, my hometown guy. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm not from here. I just pretend to be. Well, but, what's your driver's license? I, I think it's one of it's a really interesting way to play out the story, right? Matt Hardy's whole thing has been, he's been trying to get this TV title match against Adam Cole so bad. He finally gets the match with Adam Cole, but now Adam Cole doesn't have the TV title. Still has a match. Um, He still has the match. The match is booked, but now Adam Cole doesn't have that title. And Matt's like, I can't believe he did this to me. I can't believe he lost that title. All that shit he's talking about Adam Cole. Um, he never thought this was gonna happen. 
It was great. Listen, I mean, no, and there was like interesting stuff on commentary where he's like, "Oh yeah, look, Adam Cole's wearing like, like dark colors, and he's trying to, you know, he's looking a little more serious. You know, he, he's thanking me for that." Um, awesome, and I mean, Kevin Kelly. And that's like I've got to go talk to Nigel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt Hardy just sat there for like thirty seconds. Kelly sold, you know, did a great job of selling it. Um, I was, I was, I was legit shocked, Will. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, let's liven up this, let's liven up this division a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, Adam Cole was a great champ, but, uh, yeah. Um, and listen to the story I tell with Matt Hardy. So I, I'm, I'm digging it. So, uh, but we have another title match. So we're going right, uh, so I, I, how do you feel about we're in the back half, so all the title matches are at the end. How do you feel about that? I feel like we've talked about this before, haven't we? I mean, it's what you do, right? Because you want to say they're all like obviously your world title matches typically your main event. Yeah. But you wanna you wanna treat them like they're all the main events. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't bother me any. Okay. I mean on the one hand, it's like, you know, that you're going to end strong, right? Or hopefully it's going to end strong because you're getting all your, it's going to end like the hype matches. You know, and if you're there and it's like, you don't mind missing out on it, go get your merch or something because you know there's going to be no lines. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I think they're officially called Red Dragon at this point, too, uh, versus this. Yes. Uh, and well, you know, I mean, you know, at this match, I mean, you knew it's gonna be a fucking slobber knocker. I mean, the four of these guys, obviously, Bobby Fish is, a, you know, and Kyle O'Reilly are trained kickboxers. Um, obviously, Jay and Mark are trained. I did kind of like the, the fun interaction where uh, Bobby the Fish and uh, Kid Next Kung Fu kind of did their thing. I thought that was pretty funny. So, um, yeah, but obviously, don't bring that redneck kung fu and shit in here against me. <laughs> um, but uh, during the beginning of the match, Nidal does come on. He says the, the hoopla with Matt Hardy is uh, Matt Hardy and Adam Cole will battle at uh, or will battle on TV, and the winner of that gets title TV title shot at SuperCard. Um, goddamn Will, those goddamn flying headbutts and all these goddamn headbutts. I hate them. I hate headbutts. This makes me fucking cringe every time I see him. Um, Nobody wins with a headbutt. No. You know, but they're, they're playing off this whole that, uh, you know, that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, you know, maybe they've known each other longer. But, you know, I don't know why that's such a big deal because um, they have such great chemistry. But Right. That's the question of have they been, like, working as a team kind of behind the scenes to where it's like, oh, they're a new team, but they're actually not. Like they've already got the rapport built up. They've already got the the chemistry built up. Yeah. Um I I did love there's a fun spot, you know, so Kyle O'Reilly always does that that double stomp off the apron uh thing that you know Finn Balor does, but uh he goes for it this time, yep. but fucking Jay just stands up and decapitates him with a great fucking lariat. It was awesome. 
Uh, you know, but uh, Will, it's it's our weekly uh, IOCJ. We miss you. Thanks for everything. And Mark, just a goddamn national treasure. I mean, I I say it every goddamn week, and I'll I'll keep saying it. Um, but Lacroix here, he does call chasing the dragon, so they're talking about it. Um, but uh, yeah, we got the tag team name. We got the name for the finishing maneuver. We got the music. It's, it's kind of oh, we've had music. Music's fire. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly does get a doomsday device outside. Uh, and uh, Bobby Fish does kick out of a froggy bowl. Um, more headbutts, god damn it. But uh, in the end, Red Dragon gets Jay in the doomsday device after a nasty maneuver off the apron. Uh, but they take out Mark, but Jay kicks out. Uh, but they hit the chasing the dragon on Jay, and uh, we have new tag team tag champs. Another shock. I didn't see this coming either. I wasn't sure how things are going to go in the forward, so kind of keeping it in 2013 kayfabe. Uh, I was a little surprised, Will. What did you think? I wasn't super surprised. I mean, part of that is knowing what happens in April. Right. But I think it's good for the division. Because obviously the easy thing would just be have the Briscoes retained. Never had the Briscoes drop the belts. But you gotta. Yeah. And it also is a very validating win for Red Dragon. Some fresh blood. Because now you can have now you can have Red Dragon American Wolves for the tag belts. You can have Red Dragon CNC Russell Factory for the tag belts. Like you're you're opening more options for matches that you could have had. But there was never a reason to, so they weren't happening. Now there is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I was shocked. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's, I mean, since in the 14 months we've been doing this, it's been the Briscoe Scum or Rusty's Greatest Tag Team have had the belts. So it's good to have somebody new. Yeah. And, uh, and a great team, up-and-coming team, so... I always love when the heels are being assholes and they're having Carrie Silken put on the belts. Uh, great touch. So great match. Um, you know, hopefully we get to see, you know, more, more of red dragon here. You know, I, I kind of dig it. So with Bobby, the fish and Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle. Oh, 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 Roddy. Um, but will it's not only the main events for ring of honor revelry, but it's now it's time for the main event. It's it's the main event of uh, the 11th anniversary. Uh, you know, if it, like I mentioned earlier, if it's your first episode of Ring of Honor Revelry or your first episode of uh, Ring of Honor TV, a quick little recap. Uh, you know, Jay did win Survival of the Fittest, but he got a random tag uh, title match uh, previously. Uh, but that was not his top prospect or his Survival of the Fittest championship match. I don't know how that works. Basically turned into Bedlam, you know, and, uh, you know, at the end where uh, Jay Lethal's dad throws water on Kevin Steen. Uh, Kevin Steen spits on Jay Lethal's mom. They have an all-out brawl, and uh, all hell breaks loose, you know. And then in the end, you know, Jay Lethal freaks out and throws Jim Cornette over a table, which does, you know, um, play into this. You know, but uh, at that point, uh, Kevin Steen says, I- I'm quitting. I'm taking the title with me. But uh, 
He said, unless you uh, sign in my contract, that uh, Jay Lethal never gets title match again. So, um, but yeah, but uh, they kind of go over some of the history. I did not realize that Jay Lethal actually held the pure title in 2005. For like two months. Um, huh. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I never really put that together. I just, I know Jay Lethal, I mean, he started off in Ring of Honor, but I really thought he was, I don't want to say he was a scrub or anything when he was first Ring of Honor and like, Oh, three, oh, four, oh, five. He's he's plucky young baby face Jay Lethal. Yeah, who's uh was it Jimmy was it Jimmy Rave? Who was he was somebody was yeah, but uh yeah, that's a good way to put it. Plucky Jay Lethal. So um obviously this match starts off with a brawl. You know, that that's no surprise there. Um and actually I we actually I don't think we've ever addressed this, Will, but what do you think of the 20 count that New Japan and Ring of Honor uses? I don't mind it. I think it just kind of draws out the inevitable thing, though, because, you know, it's like instead of like nine, there's a dramatic entrance. You just go to 19. And uh, I think the one thing I do like, yes, it's a longer count, but uh, it seems like the referees started a lot sooner than they do in other promotions. Um, so it's probably about the same time. So I don't know. I just was kind of wondering, but. Uh, yeah, this is Jay Lethal's fifth attempt at uh, a Ring of Honor title. So, um, you know, and they say, you know, how Jay Lethal's been with uh, Ring of Honor for 10 years, but if I'm not mistaken, there's a huge goddamn fucking break in there. But, you know, never let the truth get in the way of a, of a good story, right, Will? That's right. Don't let Truth Martini get involved. <laughs> well played, Will. That well, goddamn book. Uh, well played, but uh, and uh, I say it every time, but I do not know how Kevin Steen does these apron bombs and doesn't fucking kill people. I, you know, I'm gonna break kayfabe here a little bit. You know, there's a way that they do it's a professional, Tom. That's how it happens. I, I, I don't know. I mean, every time I see that, you know, it just boggles my mind. Um, You know, and uh, oh, I don't know how they could walk after that. Uh, Steen, and actually, um, also, let's run down the facts. Steen's got the most title defenses, uh, since Nigel McGuinness. Uh, Will, do you by chance remember when Nigel McGuinness lost that title? The when, not offhand, I can tell you where or who he lost. I can tell you to who. You know who he lost it to? Old Jerry Lynn. Man, where could I hear an awesome review of that? Will uh, you go back through our uh, our our episodes? Oh, that's right, our archives. You can, you can just scroll it on back, flip on back through the Rolodex, and uh, it'll be there. Our initial, um. Yeah, our initial watch along for Ring of Honor over Bones content. So, uh, but yeah, crazy to think. I mean, it's been a decent run, uh, but Steen has beaten four former champions in this rant uh, in uh, in this reign. And uh, you know, I, I think we talked about it off air, but I mean, goddamn, Steve Kevin Steen's banter with the crowd. Um, how do you love? Not, what do you say that one guy? 
Oh, the, the bit where I saw this on Tumblr years ago. Loved oh. it. Somebody's yelling to him that he sucks. He says, well, I must have learned from your mom because she's an expert. Um, just fucking great. You know, uh, lots of fuckery. You know, obviously scum comes out. Uh, you know, but, you know, however, Steve Carino's going to use a chair, but goddamn, Nigel's fired up. Nigel storms out. He does not let Steve Carino use that chair. Uh, but Lethal kicks out of the package pile driver. So I guess the package pile driver is not as protected as it used to be. So that's interesting. These kids are killing the business. I, I guess so. Um, I For some odd reason, it really kind of bothered me. Uh, more brawling. Um, but Kevin Steen does win the match uh, with the top rope brain buster. And uh, Will, that ends our, our pay-per-view. With Kevin Steen. Or does it? Oh, wait. <laughs> It we does have another 10 more minutes. I know. It's for the benefit of Mira. First, first down is Rhino, right? He comes down. There he is. Haven't seen Rhino all night. Gores lethal out of his boots. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs and just mug. I don't know if you noticed, but Jimmy Jacobs comes in and just mugs Todd Sinclair. I was like, ooh. Um, I had to crack up because I uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy. You know, um, <laughs> Yeah, Caleb's uh, Caleb uh, Lacroix uh, calls uh, Rhino the the missionary instead of the mercenary. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, that's just picking it. But uh, and then the Briscoes come out, uh, but then they start getting beat up. But then CNC Wrestle Factory comes out, and they get beat up. But then wait a minute, Will Jimmy Rave out of fucking nowhere. It's been I don't know how long, but it turns out he's scum. And then. Rhett Titus and BJ Whitmer come out. But, oh, it turns out, Rhett Scum. He turns on BJ. Right, he, he, he rips off his T-shirt, and he's got the Scum T-shirt on underneath. Um, you know, and Elgin comes out, cleans house, and then all of a sudden, Cliff Compton comes out. Guess what, Will? He's scummed. Um, and then the Wolves come out. And um, I'm wondering, well, are they scum? You know, it looks like Mark Briscoe and Michael Elgin are handcuffed to the to the ring. Adam Cole comes out, um, and then him and Matt Hardy fart, start start fart, er, start fighting. Start fighting. And uh, what does Matt Hardy do, Will? Well, after he nails him with a twist of fate, he unbuttons his shirt to reveal a scum shirt underneath. He's scum. He's they're scum. He's scum. They're all scum. Um, right, we, we, we jumped from the point where Hogan's the third man to all the different offshoots of NWO for scum in the matter of like six yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, we just like we just fast forwarded through all the stories rather than the build up and the reveals, just like let's bring them all out. You know, um, maybe they're gonna shed some light on Whitecliff Compton. Um, I always like Jimmy Rave, RP, you know, no offense to Jimmy Rave, but I was never really a Cliff Compton fan, but that's that's here and there. But, you know, I know you and Brundon. But the commentary was so excited about it. They're like, Cliff Compton's here. I was like, yeah, great. But, uh, you know, you, you and Brundon have been alluding to the, the expansion of Scum. Did you, so, and did you know it was this quickly? 
I knew you knew about it, but no, I didn't realize they just kind of like shook out the the dustpan full of all the other ro- wrestlers on the roster. Um, but just to, to put a little ball on here real quick. No, I, I mean then I think the big takeaway too though is that while all this stuff participating in any of it. Was that sorry you broke up a little bit? Yeah, I, I saw the, the connection I was saying. Um while all this stuff is happening, Kevin Steen is largely just kind of standing to the side. Like he's not yeah. really in the fray. At all. At all. But all the all the baby faces, the the honor the honor lives crew are all getting shackled to the ropes. Yeah, I'm just getting handcuffed and you know, and then Steve Carino. Oh, this was a hostile takeover. Steve Carino gets on the mic. Honor's dad. He's in a suit. Oh. He's in a suit, Tom. He's in a yeah. suit like one might wear for commentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, he's talking about how, you know, Kevin Steen's the greatest room our champion. Um, we talked about this. In yep, he's beaten everybody. Jay Lethal is the last guy, right? He's supposedly the last challenger in the locker room. Yeah. Um, they've got a Ring of Honor banner, and then you know that spike that Jimmy Jacobs likes to have. But um, they try stabbing the Ring of Honor banner. Uh, gentlemen, if you're going to stab a banner, you might want to. You might want to gig it up, or you might gimmick it up a little bit. Uh, they have a tough time, but they stab the ring. It's like gimmick a t-shirt you're going to rip off. You want to, you want to make sure that goes off without a hitch. Yeah, I mean, Reptile just nailed it. By the way, speaking of ripping the t-shirt off, he did a really good job on it. Well, dude's uh, fucking yoked. Well, I mean, he is yoked, but I mean, you know, t-shirts can be funny. But uh, there's a little funny take of war as they they rip that that thing apart, you know. And then uh, Steve Prino says, "Yes," and then Honor dies, but. Uh, the big thing is, like Will brought up, I mean, Kevin Steen no-sells this whole thing. He's just, he's not participating, but he's not not participating. He's just like, eh, hmm, I just had a match, cool, you know, I'm still champ. So, um, I know, listen, we, you, we've been talking about this for almost all day uh, before, off air, you know, via text message and everything. And uh, ultimately, Will, what's your thoughts on the, the NWO invasion here? It felt like a lot. It it was too long. You know, it's too long because you had two people do the same gimmick. We had Rhett Titus rip off a shirt, and Matt Hardy unbuttoned a shirt. It's like you, we we did two under the shirt gimmicks in the same segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the thing is, it, it becomes less exciting, right? Because you know, when somebody runs out, you're like, oh. Other than Rhett, like Rhett was a surprise. Yeah. Like everybody else is like, oh, they're the heel. They're obviously going to be a part of Scum. Well, they're wearing Scum t shirts. So yeah, that didn't, you know. Um, I don't know where they're going with Matt Hardy. Um, is, is he going to be the leader? I can't imagine him taking a back seat. You know, I, I guess we're going to see um, where this leads. I don't know. This seemed like it was a tale of like three pay per views. Yeah, they it's it's like we we just said like it's, they went from like introducing like we're the NWO to saying here's everybody the NWO in like six minutes rather yeah. than like 
gradually building up the ranks and having more people come out of the woodwork. Yeah, it was. Does yeah. the ending sour you on your feeling of the 11th anniversary show as a whole? Because I think, again, anniversary show proves to be potentially one of the top shows of the year. Really? I really liked it. Huh. Where, where are you feeling about it? I don't know. Maybe maybe I am just sour. Like, it just seemed... I don't know. I was legit shocked on the two title changes. I, I really, really was. I was glad that I didn't know that was going to happen on either end. Um, you know, the action was good. I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know. I just, just something was off for me. I don't know what it was. Maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't the wrestling. It was, it was me. Um, just kind of watching in, like in bits and pieces, but you know, it'll be interesting to see where they go. I mean, I am a little burnt out on scum. You know, it's, I, I don't get wrong. Well, I got bad news for you, Tom. You got, you got a quite a ways to go before there's no more scum. So, yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's just getting stale. Like, you know, evil rules, honor sucks. Okay, I get it. Um, see, Carino, you're great at what you do, but come up with some different shit, hopefully. You know, um, we got Matt Taven, you know. I guess technically we have three heel champions, it looks like, technically. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to count Cena as a heel, I mean, he, he is a heel, but he's also kind of like that tweener where it's like he's extremely over. Yeah. Like, nobody's booing Kevin Steen, really. Like, him might boo a little bit, but, like, he's not really being booed. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. It was cool to, you know, hear all the facts. I mean, this is – I mean, it's been a great reign. I mean, he took over – I mean, he won what he beat Richards in June, I think, for the title. You know, it's been – really, I mean, since we started this podcast, it's really been the redemp- the rise and redemption of Kevin Steen. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's they've, they've got all the cards out. They've just got to keep the momentum going on. They can't kind of like ease up on the gas at this point. Like they have to keep going. Yeah. I mean, they're building younger stars. So that's good. You know, we've got an ACH win that tournament. You know, we've got Matt Taven winning a belt. You know, we're seeing Silas. I mean, obviously Silas is not brand new. Don't get me wrong, but he's new to Ring of Honor fans. So. Uh, we've got new tag team champion, so you know Red Dragon. So uh, the future, it's we're gonna we're on we're definitely on an upswing. Um, I'd probably give it a B minus B, B. I think I don't know why. I, I, I feel like that's kind of about where I am, like a low B. Um, if you you know you take out the even with the smosh finish, I don't know, just listen. It just might be me. Um, that was fun overall. I mean, yeah, it was. You know, it was cool that, I mean, there was, was another show. I mean, I was, um, you know, I was only an hour and a half from where that happened. I was, actually, I was just starting my job as a debt collector. That, actually, the next day. It's there. I forgot about that. Huh. No. Wait. No, I take that back. I was, no, it was a year before. Forget it. Yeah. I was back. Like, I think they could have spiced up that closing bit where, like, if they brought like out like all the heels, right? And it's like, all right, these are all going to guys going to are going to be in scum. 
Like Matt Hardy joining Scum, not a big surprise. Like if you could have brought out like Rhett last, yeah, and had it's like they're here to save the day, and then have Rhett like when it's like all right, it's the two of them against like all the other Scum guys that are in the ring, and Titus just like blasts him, and it's like rips off the shirt. And then it's like, oh man, like they've really permeated the group. Yeah, but then it's like oh, there's more of them, and more, and more. You're Scum. You're scum. You're scum. We're all scum. We got a we got a lot of scum. We're gonna have to fit into our hour of TV every week. Yeah. Oh shit. So and maybe it is. I I just have heat with Cliff Compton, Cliff Compton for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um. You know, it's cool to see Jimmy. Maybe it's a little hard because you know what happens to Jimmy Rave later on in life. Um. You know, it's so sad. You know. So um. Good to see him back. So, I don't know. Um, spoiler alert for next week. Like I said, there is a fun promo at the beginning of TV. So, things are going to look a little more interesting. So, they are going to announce some things for Supercard of Honor because, uh, yeah, I mean, we're doing two, you know, super shows back-to-back. So. Um, oh, boy. But, Will, I mean, if you happen to, like, on this anniversary show, like, you walk into a bar and you just happen to be watching this anniversary show. You know, and you were able to watch it. Would you continue watching Ring of Honor going forward? I'd say, yeah. I said, I think, like, I'm, I'm also seeing as somebody who knows. Like, I'm aware of some of, like, not exactly what the storyline is. Yeah. Like, I'm aware of, like, some of, like, the kind of, like, battle lines switching. So I'm curious to see how those all play out. But based on the pay-per-view alone, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like, again, it's kind of recap-heavy from for us who watch the show every week. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't think I necessarily needed, like, a video package to, like, highlight every match. Just, it's not like a WWE pay-per-view, right, where you're not just like, oh, let's just get a wrestling pay-per-view for the kids. Like, you'd have to dig a little to find the Ring of Honor one. Yeah. So I would assume that all the people getting this pay-per-view already know. I mean, that would have freed up another, like, what, 10, 15 minutes of time? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it looks like I'm not – I mean, we'll get some Road Rage um, episodes, but I don't think it's, like, our normal Road Rage. So I guess we'll see with the next couple episodes. But um, we are building the Supercard, so maybe that's why not. You know, because I, obviously you don't want to do like a recap of your anniversary show for three weeks and then all of a sudden super cards the next week. So I don't know. We'll see how they, they pull off the TV. But yeah, it was definitely intriguing. Um, you know, I like to see why their champion Kevin Steen's so sad. Um, you know, the Red Dragon's an exciting new team. You know, Matt just happened. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I said B minus B. Without the ending, maybe a B. So yeah, I'm I'm done with it. So, um, yeah, well, it's a nice long, long episode. We had a lot to cover there, Will. So it was a good time. Um, we sure well, did. Like I said, anniversary shows like you already know, like their pay per views at this point are great. It's really the weekly TV where you're gonna be like, yeah, this might not be so great. Yeah, but we had some great matches between the TV this week and pay-per-view well even uh i mean even obviously the the house shows 
you know, have been great. I mean, obviously I'm a little biased because, you know, Defy or Deny was in Milwaukee, but that was a really fun show. Shit, Cincinnati was great. Besides the worst promo ever in Ring of Honor history that we covered. You know, so they, they do bring out the big guns for these episodes, so. You know, it's just tough when, you know, they do the TV tapings. I mean, they're doing, you know, five, six, seven hours. You know, I'm not sure if they're – because I think they just do it in a day. So, you know, I think that really kind of hurt them with this last TV taping in, in Baltimore because, yeah, unfortunately for TV this week, the, the crowd was just dead. They were just over it. No. no Pat, I mean, you've, you've been there on, on those shows that they tape the whole, whole day. Yeah. yeah. I was at MLW one for like six hours. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have a seat for this. But, well, well, they paid uh, you to do that. <laughs> right. Um, well, uh, before we pull this train into the proverbial station, uh, do you have any shout outs or anything you want to put over here, real quick, before uh, we wrap her up? Sure. I will. Uh... I think it's funny. Last week I said we're not going to talk about do a power bomb anymore because it's out, but we did talk about it at the top of the episode. Okay. Um, I'll put over uh, that my my friends in Cryptodira put out a new single today. Uh, it's called Tragic. That's everywhere you you stream. There's a they did a music video. Oh yeah, it's, that's it's, the uh, it's a the old timey video thing you put on the Discord, right? Yes, they, they. It's like a. It's a very old timey video, and it deals. I'm not going to try to explain it because it's beyond me. They're they're functioning on another level, musically, lyrically. What does the philosophically? Name? I think we've talked about this before. Um, I hate to be this guy, but what's the name of the band? It's, I like turtles. Turtles. That's the the species name. That's what it is. Okay. Cryptodira is like it's the like the species name for okay. the for the turtle. Tortuga. Okay. I got you. So yeah, that's if you like proggy, weird, heavy music. You'll really enjoy it. Like I'm interested in seeing how, assuming that this is on their next full length with their last single, Hyperwealth, kind of how thematically they fit together. Because Hyperwealth is kind of more along the lines of the, a lot of ideas brought up on their last album because they their full lengths have these like bigger philosophical like thoughts behind it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see how hyperwealth, which is talking about hyperwealth, ties in with this, which is a little more. I'd be curious to read because when Matt, their drummer, writes out all the lyrics, he writes out apparently like a lot. And then Scott and Mike kind of parse through it and pull the lyrics out of it. And that's what they do vocals with. Okay. So it's not written like the song lyrics. It's written like. It's heavy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's everywhere. Check it out. Buy a book. Read a book. Give somebody a book. Yeah, all those things. Eat, eat tacos. 
Yeah, I'm kind of struggling with the Stephen King book just because life's kind of been weird. So I feel kind of bad. I've not been going through it as quick as I'd what, like. Which one are you reading right now? I am currently reading Insomnia, um, which does take place in Derry. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a few definitely it references, uh, but it's part. It's I don't want to say it's a prequel, um, but it's one of the pre books because I'm going to do the Dark Tower series here coming up soon. Um, so a lot of the the so it's definitely part of the the dark tier uh, dark tower. Um, what's the word to use for it? saga um, backstory? What do they call that when it's all combined? I don't know. Do, would you would you go as far to say it's like a, the universe, the Dark yeah. Tower universe? Uh universe, yeah. Extended canon. Sure, yeah, something all on that line. So there's a couple books like that. So um, obviously, Dark Tower mythos. Yeah, I think canon is probably the right word you're looking for. Um, you know, obviously, the stand and it were are part of that too. And uh, Salem's Lot, which I just finished a couple months ago. So I'm just kind of pre, pre-partying for that. So hopefully I get to the Dark Tower here, hopefully by July. I got three weeks before that. So we'll see. Um, yeah, it's it's been, it's been an interesting read. It's a little different. It's not a very well-liked Stephen King book, but I did find it in one of those random uh, little uh, – um, libraries in our in our neighborhood and i found it on a walk one night so i literally yeah I, I found it but i was like four miles from home so i had to come home get my car and pick up the book so it's just one of those things that was meant to be if you think of going to the library which you know it's not too far from where my apartment is and be like i can take out as many books as i can carry it's like how far do i want to be okay with carrying these around with me I have to admit, I was a little disappointed in the Dairy Library. They didn't really have any Stephen King things. and I mean, they had Stephen King, but they didn't really kind of play up the whole Dairy thing. I was a little surprised, but. No, they probably don't. We're also not Dairy Maine either. What I mean. Maine and New Hampshire touch each other, so. Um, But yeah, just show up. up. Um, real quick, so your boy High Five Tom will be on the Shining Wizard sometime in April. Got to kind of hammer that out. Uh, so we want to thank those guys. Right, we didn't we didn't mention that on there. Congrats. Yeah, the one time I'm not watching live, I had this whole planned out, but uh, you know, but obviously we want to shout out our brethren in uh, the Visionary Globe Media. Uh, shout out to Brett and Beaumont. They just had their hundredth episode of the Brain Buster Boys. If you're not listening to Brain Buster Boys, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Uh, they're our close personal friends of uh, ours. Burton Beaumont hopefully will be making guest appearances. Uh, but obviously, I want to shout out you know Chad Diesel, the Godfathers. You know our, our prior guest Chad's coming on soon. You know, and uh, my boys, uh, band from Ringside, Bill and Jason. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, Graham and Matt, a good cop, bad cop. Obviously, I uh, Graham's coming on. We'll see if Matt does live in England, so it's a little tough. Uh, but I do want to put myself over. I did have a great conversation. Uh, with my good friend Travis from the Russell Special, uh, another podcast that people should all listen to. But it's a long time coming. Travis and I haven't had a chance to talk in a while, but uh, you know we talked for about three and a half hours. And of course, only recorded two of it. And I uh, also had Matt from the Shining Wizards. So thank you, Matt. Um, had a great conversation with him. I got to learn some same, you know, some same, 
fun stuff. And same thing, I talked to him for like two and a half hours, but only recorded like an hour and a half of it. But um, I guess that's all I really got. So support local, uh, support local indie wrestling, support local indie artists, uh, independent content creators. Um, yeah, all that good shit. So and shout out to International Women's Day. And uh, Will, if there's nothing else, then we're going to pull a train to the station. Bring it in, Tom. All right. We'll talk choo, to all, choo. I'll talk to all the high fivers next week. <laughs>